We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michaels show here on a Wednesday. And I guess it's a celebratory Wednesday as we continue on here with the big news that happened yesterday. Giannis signing the Supermax, a huge, huge deal, not only for the city, obviously the Milwaukee Bucks, also the state of Wisconsin, and for all the fans that have been supporting this team for a long time. I'm Radio Joe. We will get to hear from Bill here in just a few minutes, but to lead things off, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, you know him well. If you've been watching the Bucks on television, he is the television voice of your Milwaukee Bucks on Fox Sports Wisconsin, Jim Paschke. Jim, how are you? Good morning, Joe. I'm great. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. So where were you when uh, you found out the news that Giannis was indeed signing on that dotted line and getting that Supermax? Well, I uh, was where I have been for nine months plus, (laughs) sitting at my desk, not leaving my condo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it came in yesterday afternoon. I got a text, and uh, uh, I was delighted. I, you know, had a couple of days in the last week or so where I was thinking about other possibilities for some reason. And uh, I I didn't do that very long because it didn't sit well with me. Uh, I kind of always felt that Giannis would do this. Uh, He's true to his word. He's talked about it since day one. And uh, he has great loyalty to the Bucks, the city and the state. And it's great to see somebody deliver on what they have promised. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Giannis, which makes him so special. You know, we we talk about so many superstars in the NBA nowadays, and all these guys like to form super teams. A lot of these guys have different kinds of egos, and a lot of times it's all about themselves. But that's the one thing about Giannis. He is just, he is not that kind of guy. And you're right, he has always kept his word here. And I I think a lot of Bucks fans, you know, have always been nervous with this, you know, whether or not as Giannis gets older, is he going to change his mind, does stardom maybe get to his head a little bit. But that's never been the case, Jim. He's always been that same person, even going back to when he was drafted by this team. You know, it's interesting. Uh, 
There is something in Greek culture that Greeks take very seriously. It's a concept. It's called philotimo. And it's hard to define, but it, it comprises ideals. And those are integrity, loyalty, honor, all of that. And the Greeks really take that seriously. And Giannis has philotimo. And I was told that a year ago by a Greek gentleman who came up to me in Atlanta, and he said, Jim, he will sign because Greeks who have that always take care of the people who have taken care of them. And there's a story about Giannis and his younger brothers when they would walk to, Thanasis is older, but when the brothers would walk to practice, they would go by a diner or a small restaurant in the morning, and they would always say hello to the proprietor. And then on the way back in the afternoon, that gentleman would typically have a little bit of food for the boys on their way home. And to this day, when Giannis goes back to Athens, he will stop and make sure that he touches base and says hello to that restaurant operator who took care of the boys uh, so many years ago. So Philotimo is real in the Greek culture, and Giannis uh, embodies that. And and if I may, I mentioned this on the big show yesterday, uh, talking with Gary and Leroy and Sparky. I've had the great privilege of covering and calling games for two two-time MVPs, Robin Young with the Brewers right. and now Giannis. Both started their careers at 18 years old. Robin played all 20 years in Milwaukee. He committed to the city, left everything on the field every time he took the field. Giannis, 18, year old, 18 years old, he's committing to Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Obviously, he leaves it on the court. And then the common thread beyond that is there are two of the – finest people that I have ever dealt with and worked with in sports. So it's kind of interesting to me that uh, two two-time MVPs, both winning almost unanimously once, uh, have come from Milwaukee. So it, it's great. We're talking with Jim Paschke, television voice of your Milwaukee Bucks here on the Bill Michaels Show. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Jim, for me, you know, most of my life has been a lot of sorrow as a Bucks fan. You know, I mean, we have just seen we've seen, I mean, and you've been you've been through it all. We, we've seen a lot of the highs and highs, but we've also seen a lot of the lows and lows. And there's been a lot of nice things the Bucks have had, at least in my lifetime over the last three decades that we haven't been able to hold on to for a long time. You know, you got the big three and how long that lasted. You have Andrew Bogan and that horrific injury, and he was never the same player after that. All the all the playoff visits the Bucks have had, but haven't been able to take it to the next level. And even just recently, just coming up short of getting to an NBA Finals, it's just nice to finally have something this important, this critical, and especially for a small market team like the Milwaukee Bucks to be able to hang on to a superstar for likely the next six years, it, it really is an incredible feeling. Well, I think everything came together uh, pretty nicely uh, a year after Giannis was drafted. Of course, uh, Senator Cole, for the second time in his career with the Bucks, saved the team and kept it in Milwaukee, this time by selling it to owners that had great or greater resources. And uh, so Giannis has benefited from great resources here and outstanding culture. It's a championship culture, Joe. So the thing is, you can have that culture, but you still need the player who has the loyalty. And the loyalty has cut both ways over the last few years in the career of Giannis. And uh, he is comfortable staying here. So uh, there's a lot of things that go into that, but it's very important. And I made this point yesterday also that, you know, 
parity is very important in the NBA. I'm a big believer in that. And if you really think about it and go around the league geographically, there are some pretty young stars and some established stars spread out geographically around the league now. And I think that's a very good thing. Uh, you know, for, for many years, uh, the stars seem to be concentrated in one conference or another. But if you really look at it closely, there are stars spread out across the United States and uh, in Toronto as well. So uh, it's a good situation for the league, and, and small markets are in pretty good shape right now, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Again, we're talking with Jim Paschke, television voice of your Milwaukee Bucks here on the Bill Michaels Show. Um, I do want to talk about some of the other additions to this team, starting with Drew Holiday. I mean, now, you know, you you know, Eric Bledsoe leaves, Drew Holiday comes in. The Bucks, of course, gave up a lot of draft picks to make this happen. But you're getting an excellent two-way player at that point guard position. Um, how, how will Drew Holiday fit into all this with Giannis and Chris Middleton? Well, I've always been a fan of Drew Holiday. I like his game on both ends of the floor. I'm a person who believes that your point guard must be able to shoot, and Drew Holiday can do that. Plus, he is a plus defender, so that's a great addition. That's going to be uh, fun to watch, and it, it might take a little while to uh, you know, have Drew learn the best way to find Giannis on passes, the best place that uh, he can locate Chris Middleton for Chris's skills, all of that. It might take a little time, but I'm not worried about that. That's a great addition. And, uh, you know, the draft picks that uh, the Bucks had to give up to get Drew Holiday don't seem as big today, do they? Because theoretically with Giannis and Drew Holiday, the Bucks will win games. Those will be uh, high first-round picks, later first-round picks. And so uh, that was mitigated by the signature yesterday on some level. Well, and the other thing, too, is there it's not just Drew Holiday. There's so many new faces to this Bucks roster this year. I mean, it, it's just it's completely different. And I think one thing Bucks fans will have to keep in mind as the season gets underway, it might be a little slow because these guys are all trying to find chemistry with one another. They're trying to fit within Bud's system. I, I think that it, that's something that wouldn't surprise me in the early goings, Jim, that you know maybe things get off a little slow, but that shouldn't be cause for concern. Well, I don't know if it necessarily means they won't win a, a high number of games over that period of time. It might be a little sloppier than uh, it will be later in the year. Sure. Anything's possible. But sure, there will be a period of time that uh, they will have to get used to each other. Uh, the players coming in have all said they appreciate and can see very quickly the championship culture here. So that part is good. Now it's just learning the nuances of their teammates and, and if that takes time on the front end of the season, we'll see how it translates to the record. But that's okay because, to me now, the Milwaukee Bucks are a team that we have to pay attention to at the end of the season and into the postseason. This team is now built for championships. And, you know, winning 60 games in the regular season is a great accomplishment. If you can do that and win a title, it's fantastic. But this team now has to concentrate, in my opinion – and they will, they know this, they will concentrate on what happens when the regular season is completed. Well, and the other thing, too, is to keep in mind, I mean, the Eastern Conference is only getting stronger. And you mentioned a lot of these, you know, young and rising stars across the league. I mean, you can even look down into Atlanta right now. That's a team led by Trey Young that could be a team to really pay attention to this year in the Eastern Conference. And now you got Brooklyn, which has Kevin Durant, a healthy Kevin Durant with Kyrie Irving. The Eastern Conference, it's getting a little bit more competitive, and it almost feels like that the balance of power from the Western Conference is actually moving over to the Eastern Conference now. 
Well, a little bit. Uh, that is definitely true, I think. And, you know, that's all good, though. I, I think the Bucks are built to handle that. I think the Bucks are built to win despite that. Uh, and I think it's a great test. I, I love the fact that the Bucks had Dallas twice in the preseason because it's a great test. They lost both games, but, you know, they learned something very quickly against a very good Dallas team. So I'm not worried about any of that. I still think the Bucks are the class of the East, and tests are good for teams that are trying to win championships. You want to be tested all through the season. Well, Jim, one more thing before I let you go. Um, what is your situation going to be like this year? Because obviously, uh, towards the tail end of last season in the bubble, you were obviously calling games from the Bucks locker room with Marcus Johnson. Um, g- going forward this year, are you going to be able to travel with the team? Are you only going to be able to stay at Pfizer Forum? What's going to be your situation? So at this point, uh, we are not traveling to road games, and I believe that's consistent across the league for broadcasters, at least in the first half. And because they have come out with a first-half schedule and will have a second-half schedule and then a playoff schedule, things could change depending on the situation with COVID around the country. But right now we are not traveling. For home games, we are in the bowl. We can see the players. We are about halfway up opposite the benches. And we have, uh, I call them penalty boxes. We have little glass boxes with glass on three sides. So we're uh, protected and separated from everybody. But uh, it's just fine. It's a great view. It it works really well. It's wonderful to be in the arena and hear the music and the shoes squeaking and the noises that come out of the game. And and they have crowd noise in there. So the other night, I I felt like uh, I was at a game. I just didn't see fans in the seats. And we really missed the fans, obviously. And then for road games, we will be at Pfizer Forum. Uh, a TV production truck will be at the building for all of these games, and uh, our telecast will be fed through that truck uh, out to the arena network that the NBA has in place. And we will be in a room uh, as we were. Won't be the locker room, but we'll be in another room doing games off a monitor when the Bucks are on the road. So uh, that turned out better than I thought this past summer. I had never done that before, and I was a little bit leery, but – Uh, If the screen is big enough, you can call a game off the monitor. It does have a little bit of a different feel to it. Uh, It might be, uh, we might be a step behind just to make sure we're getting the fouls right or the numbers right, but uh, we're watching it with the fans. And I I think that they uh, felt that and I think they enjoyed that. We're kind of all doing this together at this point. And uh, it's been quite a, quite a situation actually, but uh, you know, I, w- I was leery, but I'm, I'm glad that I have had the opportunity to uh, to do this. Well, I- I'll tell you this, at least from a producer standpoint, because I, when, when I whenever I watch broadcasts now, it's like I pay attention to all those little things, production value and how everything's being put. Uh, I didn't really notice any difference. It seemed like a pretty seamless transition last year when you and Marcus were back home calling those games. So that that, that is really good to know um, going forward here, and hopefully – um, hopefully good good things will happen here in 2021 and we can have fans back, you guys can travel with the team, and we can get back to more normalcy. He is Jim Paschke, television voice of your Milwaukee Bucks on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Jim, again, it's always a pleasure talking with you and certainly a great day not only for the city but also for the state as well with Giannis. Well, it certainly is, and uh, let's extend that to uh, a great six years. This one and five more, right? Right. There's an option after the fourth, but let's talk uh, all five. And there's a championship in there, I presume, and I would hope. I would hope so, too. Jim, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
Thank you, Joe. My pleasure. There he is, Jim Paschke, joining us here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they're hiring right now, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Again, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. On the other side, Bill is back. We'll get his thoughts on everything that has transpired here in the last not even 24 hours. It is just a great day, and we should continue this celebration. Don't forget, later on uh, today on the Bill Michael Show, we will talk with Bucks legend Sidney Moncrief. Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider, will join us here in about 15 minutes or so as he'll have more details on the inner workings of what got this Giannis contract done. That is all coming up next here on the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Sometimes the squirrels get into the lines and they move things around on us and happens at the most inopportune time, but I think everybody's been there, done that at one point or another in their lifetime. Uh, Glad to be here today. Uh, Great stuff with Jim Paschke, listening uh, to it offline, but uh, good stuff from Jim Paschke. The Bucs, they released the statement. They make it official. Giannis yeah, the extension is done. He has signed it. We saw the pictures, him sitting next to Jim Horst, or John Horst, I should say. And um, and Giannis is now wrapped up. Uh, it's all sealed, signed, delivered, everything. Uh, Eric Name, the athletic, uh, and our Milwaukee basketball insider going to be joining us here after the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him. Also, uh, Brian Scalabrini, NBA champion, Radio.com Sports NBA insider, going to be joining us here as well, coming up here in about 35, 40 minutes uh, after the top of the hour. So we got a lot to get to. We will talk a lot of Packers today, too. Uh, Ross Uglum, PackerReport.com and Packer Report Podcast, going to be joining us. Uh, also, some Major League Baseball news, which is not good. We'll get into that. We're going to hear from David Bakhtiari coming up a little bit later on today as well. Uh, I uh, yesterday I, I got to admit I was inundated, inundated, um, when it came to um, the email box and how many people were just excited that this deal went down. And you know what's really funny is it was even casual uh, people that don't normally get excited about the NBA. It was casual fans getting excited about this signing. Uh, I had friends who own bars and restaurants downtown Milwaukee excited about this signing because eventually you would assume, and you cross your fingers it's sooner rather than later, eventually COVID is going to, I don't want to say become a thing of the past, but eventually it's going to lift. And eventually, you know, you're going to be able to go out and do things again. I mean, I think that's, I think that's what we all anticipate, right? So eventually that's going to happen and that's going to lift. And you're going to be able to do stuff. And when you do, one of the things you're going to be able to do is head back down to the Pfizer Forum, and you're going to be able to check out Bucks basketball. And the fact that Giannis is that draw is going to be here. You're going to want to see some of these matchups, whether it's the Brooklyn Nets coming into town to take on Giannis or the Lakers coming into town or you know Miami Heat coming into town. Whatever it is, some of these better matchups, you're going to want to go see. 
and, and people are just going to come to town during the matchups that are not, you know, some of the better ones because the tickets will be a little more plentiful, you would assume. Uh, and you're going to be able to then go and see Giannis, one of the best players in the NBA, the back-to-back uh, NBA MVP. So uh, I, I look at it as uh, nothing but a boon for the city, and I think a lot of people do. A lot of people do. So really good stuff yesterday, a lot of excitement yesterday, understandable excitement yesterday. So I, uh, I, I was just inundated, inundated with people excited about all of this. I uh, got one here from uh, Steve. Steve writes in the Wendy's email inbox, huge day for Milwaukee, bigger day for the state of Wisconsin. We're keeping our team here, which, by the way, we never had a, a thought of losing the team, just an FYI. That's a done deal for the next 20, 25, 30 years, whatever it happens to be. Uh, he said, uh, but to keep a superstar in the state, just like Yelich, just like Aaron Rodgers, this is such a great thing for us to be able to be proud of. Our chests stick out far. So, Steve, I, I completely agree with you. This is one of my points from yesterday was it's not just about the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, ultimately it is. And I think, and, and I would said this in a piece that I wrote last night, I'm as excited about this team but the excitement is very short-lived because now my my focus, I was like, all right, this is great. Okay, now what's John Horst and, and Coach Budenholzer going to do? What are you going to do? Because now it's up to you to take the next step. It's up to you to get this team to that next step. Giannis is a part of it. Okay, Giannis, you know, he 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 made the promises. He's gonna He wants to bring this city a championship. He wants to bring he, – he's almost guaranteed a championship. Okay, but now – you got you got to give him the help that he needs. So what are you going to do? What is going to be the next shoe to fall? What, what, what else is going to happen? Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be this offseason? What, what is going to happen that is going to, I'm not going to say guarantee, but more fully ensure the fact that this team is in an NBA Finals? And that there, I mean, I'm as just, I'm, and I said this last night, I'm as thirsty for a Larry O'Brien trophy as I am for a World Series trophy. Okay, not since 1971 has this team hoisted a championship, and the Brewers have never hoisted a championship. So I'm excited for those two things to eventually happen. We can all always get into the who's got the better shot at it. Now, obviously, when you're talking about five guys playing on a on a on a team at one particular time as opposed to nine, and the methodical, you know, uh, way in which baseball is played, it's probably the the Bucks sooner rather than later. But I think if you're a, a state sports fan, you're extremely excited about this move. Let's do this. Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider, is going to join us. Uh, we'll talk about uh, his latest piece and how Giannis, uh, the deal was put into place. And we'll talk with him as to why this just took a little bit longer than many people thought it would. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Hey, I want to remind you, coming up on Thursday night, tomorrow night, 6 to 8, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle. we got Tim Allen, Bart Winkler, both going to join me from our flagship station out of Milwaukee on 1250 AM. Looking forward to that. It's all brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com for all the info, as uh, as always. Joining us now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, our Milwaukee basketball insider for the Athletic, uh, Eric Name is joining us. And Eric, 
Uh, the the NBA world was a buzz, obviously, with this signing. But as I stated yesterday, my my joy uh, while I I was happy he signed. My question became, and to specifically, if I had a chance to sit down and chat with Giannis, it was not going to be what are you going to buy first. My question is, why did this take so long? Yeah, I I think when you kind of get to know some of this and, you know, the reporting we did at The Athletic, you know, I think Giannis really did have to think through this. And part of it is just his personality in that he he very much tries to keep his focus on whatever it is that he's doing at that time. So, you know, during the season, he wants to play basketball. He wants to be focused on basketball. During the off season, he's going to try to get away from all of that, really take that time with his family and not think about the rest of those things. And then, you know, as we kind of reported this, it was it was kind of clear that when he was away in Greece, he wasn't thinking about this. They weren't discussing his contract. They weren't going through all of the details. They it, it, That just wasn't what he was thinking about. He was thinking about, I, I need time to relax. I need time to recharge. And then as soon as he flew back stateside on, the, on November 29th, that was when these conversations started. That was when he met with his agent and they went through all the different possibilities. And then, you know, you start to have some of these meetings. And I think while from the outside, Bucks fans and, and anyone looking at the situation would have said, he knows what all this is. He knows that this is how the Supermax works. These are the options that he could get put into the contract. This is what the organization's done. I don't think he actually really started to deep dive into that until he got back in the United States here at, in the beginning of December. And then, you know, the process took a little while as they were trying to figure all that out. And, you know, I think something that plays a role in this is it's tough in Milwaukee. Like, it's just going to be tougher in Milwaukee to create a championship team, to get players to come here, to, to build all of that. You have a small market, you have a cold market, you have a team that, you know, isn't, seen as you know a premier franchise for for many many years and now they're you know working towards that and working towards getting that reputation up a little bit but i do think part of it and part of his hesitation was him and his people trying to figure out you know can we actually get it done here we've we've gotten the individual stuff we've gotten the mvps can we get a championship team to milwaukee and i think in the end obviously he decided that the Bucks had done enough, and believe, and they believe in, in what the Bucks are able to do and how they're able to get it done. But you know, at the same time, I think that's what took so long was them really thinking through all of those details and whether or not you know they believed that you could get it done in Milwaukee. My first thought after all of that was then what else needs to happen because I, the, the the pressure now shifts from the jubilation of Giannis signing this deal and putting everybody at ease to what is John Horst going to do to put additional pieces around him and then what is I mean is coach Budenholzer now in the hot seat you cannot falter again in the postseason the way they have barring mass injury or barring obviously injury to Giannis you can't you can't continually, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think all of the pressure that would have existed if Giannis doesn't sign is what shifts to to Mike Boonholzer. I think no matter what, like the pressure level has gone down, but you're not seeing as much pressure on John Horst anymore because he's made a number of moves and 
you know, he's kind of made his play, right? Like this offseason, he did the things that he needed to do to put the Bucks in a position. He'll keep looking and he'll keep being aggressive, but, you know, he, he did what he needed to do. Now I think, you know, kind of where the pressure shifts to is, one, Mike Budenholzer. Uh, you know, there's no more excuses. There's no Eric Bledsoe shot 20% from the three-point line in this elimination series. Bledsoe's gone. They brought in a better point guard than him and Drew Holiday. Uh, there's no more excuses about, you know, Chris Middleton might not be good enough. Chris Middleton won them a playoff game against the team that went to the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference. Like, he won a playoff game by himself. That, that game four that they end up pulling off against the Heat. So there's, there's not that question about Chris Middleton. The questions now are, can Mike Boonholzer make the adjustments that he needs to make? Can he figure out a way to survive defensively in the postseason? And can he find a way to make it easier on Giannis to beat the wall? And then the other questions are for Giannis is, you know, you've been so regular, you've been so dominant during the regular season. Can you now transfer that over to the postseason and find a way to be as dominant in the postseason? That's the, to me, that's where, you know, the pressure is lower, but it, there's still a lot of pressure here. Championship is the expectation for this team, and a lot of that pressure shifts to Giannis and Bud. Uh, that was going to be my next question. We've seen some, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say it. I, I, I shouldn't say we, but I've seen uh, same old, same old written on, you know, Facebook, and I've seen it uh, on Twitter and fans saying, you know, are they going to change anything? Are they going to try anything new? Is defensively they going to do things new? At this point in time, I think this team is just trying to find itself because there are new faces, new pieces, and there's got to be a new rhythm. And then now you get all this contract stuff out of the way. How long do you think it takes for this thing and Coach Budenholzer to find itself, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take at least a month or two, maybe even two. I don't know. Like, this is a team that brings back uh, just 50% of the minutes played from last year. So the players that played last year, just 50% returned this year. That's the fourth lowest number in the league. So you're looking at roster turnover that this Bucks team really hasn't experienced as of late. Last year, sure, they lost Malcolm Brogdon and brought in a couple new pieces, but for the most part, I think they brought back something like 77% of their minutes last season. So they're very near the, the highest number in the league last year. So I think this team is going to have to find itself. And, you know, I, I can understand the frustration of seeing the Dallas Mavericks hit 22 threes against the Bucks uh, on Monday night in their second preseason game because for fans, it's like, oh, well, I just watched that in the bubble. Right. Like I, I just saw this team give up a bunch of threes and not have an answer for a point guard that can probe and get into the middle of the lane like Goran Dragic and Luka Doncic. So, you know, I can understand the frustration, but I do think there does have to be some recognition that this team is first going to have to get the fundamentals down. And we're talking about having you know, the whole month before the season where guys start playing pickup with each other, start getting an open gym and start, you know, getting to know each other, all of that is gone. So these guys are getting to know each other. You talk to some of the newcomers, they literally moved to Milwaukee the week they were able to get into the facility. Uh, you know, there's a lot of transition for those guys to get through. And then I do think, you know, you get everyone to the, the foundation, you get them the fundamentals, you get them the base. And then I think after that is when you can start experimenting a little bit with some different defenses. And, I mean, I've been as as critical of, of Bud's defensive choices as anyone. You know, I, I've, I've, I mean, after game five, it was, I, I think my first question was, you know, 
are you already starting to think about how you're going to change your defense for next year? Uh, because it was just clear that they do need to make some changes. So I think they need to get the fundamentals down. And then, you know, the pressure is really going to be on Mike Boonholzer to figure out exactly how it is that this defense is going to change, how it's going to adjust, and how it's going to get better in the postseason. Um, when you talk about getting these guys together, I, one of the questions I have still is, okay, you got Middleton, you got Drew Holiday, you get these guys together, you know, you wait for them to gel. Down the stretch of a ball game, two, you're down by two, ten seconds to go, who's getting the ball? I mean, I still think that's a situation where you're going to lean on Giannis. You're really going to – you're going to look for him, but you're in a spot now where I think just about anyone that's going to be in that lineup is somebody that you can trust. Um, you know, maybe it's not Dante DiVincenzo or Torrey Craig or Bryn Forbes or whoever you put as that fifth guy on the floor, but you know, you look at how comfortable Brooke Lopez has gotten, Drew Holiday is going to get by the end of the year, Chris Middleton, Giannis, all those guys can be counted on, but in the end, I do think one of the big things that we've seen in the postseason is, you know, Giannis has to get better in those situations where a bucket is expected. Like, you have to find a way to get a bucket, and Giannis has to do that. And, you know, when defenses get really tough in the fourth quarter, it's probably not going to be driving by somebody and getting to the basket. You know, there, there's you can drop a, a really interesting play, and sometimes that might work, but for the most part, you know, you got to find a mid-range. You got to find a, a turnaround jumper. You got to find a post move. You got to find something else there. So I think I still think everything goes through Giannis, but it is a matter of him figuring out how do I get better at this and how do I actually get this done. Always great to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate it, and uh, we're going to talk more obviously uh, as this season uh, starts to get upon us. Okay. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Appreciate it, Eric. There you go. Eric Name, uh, the Athletic, our Milwaukee basketball insider, joining us for a couple of minutes. And uh, it's still down the stretch of a game. It's probably going to end up in Giannis's hands and what he does with it. I still look, either it's going to be Giannis going to the hole and dunking it, tying the ball game up, and praying to God they got enough defense to get back. Or is it Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday, if you look at his numbers statistically, they get better in the postseason. So he is he's that asset. Rather than getting a guy like Bledsoe, who you know gives you a lot during the regular season, it's just some guys disappear in the postseason. And then this year, you're going to look at a guy like Dante DiVincenzo and hope that he continues to progress and his numbers are dram- dramatically better in the postseason than what they were in the bubble. So there's a lot of things to consider, but I still go back to who is that other guy? Who's that other guy? You can get it done collectively, but eventually, eventually, you got to have that cutthroat guy walking through your door. You know, 855-830-8648. joins us, by the way, on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This segment of the program brought to you by Massage Envy, Capital Drive in Brookfield, the introductory offer for a customized facial, just $60. When you buy $110 in gift cards, you get a free, F-R-E-E, free hour service Call them uh, 262-786-5060. That's 262-786-5060. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, uh, Matt Rule does not expect a big-name player to be playing this Saturday. I'm not saying I'm breathing a sigh of relief, but I'm breathing a sigh of relief. There, I said it. I guess I did. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update 
Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a light practice schedule as they install the game plan for the Carolina Panthers here at Lambeau Field Saturday night. Rashawn Gary has been added to the injury list. With a sore hip he suffered against the Lions, the Panthers' Christian McCaffrey will be out again this week. The star running back has only appeared in three games this season. The Panthers lost at home to the Broncos 32-27 to head coach Matt Rule. I thought our team showed a lot of heart fighting back to give us a chance um, to have the ball at the end with a chance to go win the game. That's just happened many times this year but uh, just not enough execution, too much beating ourselves to win the game. Packers running back Aaron Jones was on the statewide Inside the Huddle show and was asked if he's hired Drew Rosenhaus as his new agent. Uh, yes, I just signed to uh, Drew Rosenhaus Sports and I'm happy to have him representing me. What's the excitement to work with him? Uh, just seeing all, uh, his track record and everything that he's gotten done and I think it speaks for itself. That's Aaron Jones in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael show. Coming up Saturday night, immediately following Carolina visiting Lambeau Field and taking on the Green Bay Packers, it's the Green and Gold postgame show. Gary Ellison and I are going to be giving it to you, taking your uh, reaction to the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully it's a victory over Carolina. We'll be breaking it down after the game. Make sure you tune in to many of these same stations. Uh, I... On one hand, I'm kind of like, ah, you know, okay, this is good. And then on the other hand, I'm like, ah, man, I wish it, it wasn't this way. What I'm talking about is Matt Rule does not expect Christian McCaffrey to be playing for the Carolina Panthers coming up on Saturday night. And part of me says, oh, that's great. It limits their ability. Uh, you know, the Packers are not great against the run. But i got to be honest, on the other hand, I'm thinking this was a good opportunity if Christian McCaffrey would be coming back. This is a good opportunity to say, look, we're getting back-to-back weeks, quality running backs, and maybe we go out and prove something. So you never want to uh, beat a team because some of their best players are down, but then again, you just you got to play your schedule the way it is, and there's nothing you can really do about it. But I, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping to see, you know, I was hoping to see um, – Christian McCaffrey come into Lambeau Field and see if the Packers defensively were able to shut them down. So I guess on one hand, if you're a Packers fan and you're thinking, hey, you know what? They've had other players that uh, have have been injured and the Packers have had to go out there and win a game without them, and I completely uh, concur. But as we head towards the postseason with these three games remaining, I'm I really want to see this defense prove itself to get a better idea, a better gauge as we head down the stretch as to how good they are or they are not. Have they gotten better or have they not? So I'm 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 a little bit uh, I'm a little bit torn, I guess is the best way to put it when it comes to whether or not Christian McCaffrey is going to play in this contest. Uh, coming up in the next hour after the top of the hour, Brian Scalabrini, the NBA champion, radio.com sports NBA insider is going to be joining us. Talk a little hoops and then after that, after that uh, the bottom of the hour, Ross Uglum of PackerReport.com is going to be here, and we're going to talk more about this Packers team. Also, uh, many, many, many people um, still, the debate rages as to who the MVP is, the current leader in the in the clubhouse, if you will, when it comes to the MVP. Um, many people are saying, look, Aaron Rodgers has now taken it over and it's his to lose. While Patrick Mahomes is incredible, you know, um, 
they are saying that Aaron Rodgers, after this past week, now owns it. You know, and they don't see him faltering. I mean, he's going to play a pretty good Titans team, a decent Titans defense, but they don't see him faltering. And uh, this year, statistically, Patrick Mahomes is having a tremendous season, but Rodgers is having just a far and away better one. And now they are looking into the personnel around Aaron Rodgers versus the personnel around Patrick Mahomes and giving that a lot of consideration because the Packers didn't really make those big moves in the offseason to bolster um, to bolster this team, and and many believe they they said, hey, look, you know, Alex Smith was able to win when Mahomes went down for a brief period of time, down in KC, and while the personnel has changed somewhat, they still have a lot of those weapons there, so therefore you can win in Kansas City if Patrick Mahomes goes down, whereas in Green Bay, um, most people tend to believe that it is Aaron Rodgers and the guys. So uh, I, I just found it rather interesting today watching both the NFL Network and the four-letter network that they were in that discussion of MVP all over again. And Aaron Rodgers uh, seems to be leading in many people's minds. Now, there are some staunch supporters of Patrick Mahomes. There's still some people that say it could be, you know, Russell Wilson, depending on what he does here down the stretch. And he had a lot of votes at one point for the kind of season he was having. But now it certainly has been an eye-opener for the last few weeks for what Aaron Rodgers has done. And you're going to get – uh, kind of the prime time affair and all the eyes on you almost in a standalone coming up on Saturday night. So he's going to have another opportunity at Lambeau Field to shine. So that can do nothing but bolster his opportunity when you talk about winning another MVP. I mean, obviously, if you throw a bunch of picks and you have a bad game, that also puts you in a negative spotlight. But not that I'm expecting that. I just continue to look at Aaron Rodgers ascending, so to speak. So uh, coming up after the top of the hour, Brian Scalabrini, NBA champion, Radio.com Sports NBA insider, is going to be here. We'll talk with him about the balance of power in the East. We'll talk with him about some of my concerns for this Milwaukee Bucks team moving forward. We'll get into that discussion. And then we're going to talk some Packers in the next uh, bottom of the next hour. Ross Uglum, PackerReport.com. He's going to be here as well. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.